Hello everybody, thanks for joining us on this edition of ATR Radio from Sport Accord 2017 in Aarhus, Denmark. And we're here this afternoon with the president of the International Sailing Federation, Kim Anderson. Thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me, thank you. You've been elected just in November to this post as yes. the Sailing Federation president. This is relatively new, yes. What, what has happened in the two or three months since you've taken office? Have you been able to get things organized and settled and moving in the yes, yes. We are totally, sailing in the right direction? We are totally finished with the reorganization and everything is moving smoothly, no. It's, uh, it's like joining a roller coaster because so much is happening. And as you know, or many know, or when you are an Olympic sport, then you need to do a lot of work before the 28th of February, when you're handing in your your final, uh, you can say, uh, the final things around how you want to conduct your sport in 2020. So that has been a lot of work done on the event 2020 in order for the IOC to make their, their, to, to present it to their commission around May or June this year. And you were elected after just one term, I believe, for Carlo Croce. Yes, yes. Usually federations have longer seated presidencies than that. What do you think has led to the change in the presidencies? Do the members of the sailing federation want something different? Any changes? I think uh, the short answer is yes, but uh, I think the, 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 the real answer is much more uh, difficult actually to give. I think that, uh, that the, there were some concerns about the direction because the direction of where the sport was going was not very clear uh, due to a lot of circumstances. And then you can say then, yes, then sailing has been for quite some time uh, been searching for a direction for, for what, what, what priorities do we want to set for the future and how do we want to go. Having said that, I still think compared to many other sports, we, actually, we have done a, a good job, you can say, in, uh, in staying in the Olympics, being very competitive, changing our, our way of conducting our sport in order to be interesting for the public, and we can do that much better. So I think coming back to the change, yes, there was a, a people who would like to see a change, uh, but I think it was more concern about an uncertainty. What was really the direction of sailing right now that led to the change in, uh, in presidency? And what direction do you think the sport will be taking now? We have, uh, in, in my manifest, I laid out uh, three, major, uh, three major parts of a direction. One being you know, staying in the Olympics, making the Olympic venue reach more people to reach a broader audience. The other part was to grow, growing the sport, and that has two, is a two-track. Uh, one is growing the sport via more getting more nations into our sport. The other one is to how to attract more youth, and uh, and the last one is to have greater transparency. That's actually very important for the people to know, to to be able to follow our decision processes, and to be able to follow why we decide as we are doing and what restraints we are having when we are deciding. Um, that has not been clear for some time, and it is a very difficult structure. Uh, so we need to, 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 to really sharpen up on these issues. So stay, staying in the Olympics, uh, you can say getting the sport to a broader audience, and at the same growing the sport, and then the transparency in how we manage. And some say that growing the sport would be helped if kiteboarding were part of the Olympic program. 
What's the uh, what's the discussion on that? Though? I think I think the you can say kiteboarding is an, is a new sport in sailing, but I think you can if you're looking at sailing as a whole, how how we're doing our sport from sailing around the world in big boats, uh, sailing uh, in smaller keyboats, boats, sailing in dinghies, sailing in skiffs, windsurfing, kiteboarding. I think it all belongs to sailing. So kiteboarding is definitely some a, a new and interesting sport and that needs to be evaluated as an Olympic discipline like any other discipline. But I think sailing has so much to offer. This is actually also why we, for the, for the Tokyo Olympics, we are asking the IOC to be allowed to have two demonstration sports, one showing kiteboarding and one showing offshore sailing. When we are having our big offshore events like Volvo Ocean Race, like Vendor Globe, we are having more than 500,000 people watching sailing you can say around the clock mm-hmm. uh, on the web and I think that is so interesting because also nowadays you have context to the boat so you can follow the different uh, sailors out on the ocean and you can and you can actually also follow them on a map and you can see who's doing good and who's doing bad and even more interesting you can participate yourself by taking the same data that they are getting basically and then conducting your own race in the virtual world so I think that as a demonstration event during the Olympics could also uh, create a lot of interest for sailing, but also for the Olympic in general, not being a medal sport, but just a demonstration event. And how do you feel about the venue that's been selected in Tokyo? It's a little bit away from downtown Tokyo. It's really not in Tokyo. Yeah, but you can say, I think, you can, of course, when you're looking at some of the Olympics we've had where we have been closely embedded with, with, with all the other sports, it has been a good experience. But having said that, we are not that far away. And having said that, we are also used to having that. And that also has benefits that you can actually engage with all the interesting people you are having around sailing. They will, of course, be there. And due to the new media, we can easily transmit the excitement and, and, the, and the feeling of the venue to a greater audience. Is there anything that you've had to do in Tokyo to make things more economical, more affordable for the organizing committee? Because costs have been a big issue in Tokyo in particular, trying to keep those under control. The marina, the staging area, where all the containers are stored. What can you do to make for a a, a more cost-effective Olympic event? You can say basically our venue was moved and it was moved into Hiroshima, the, the sailing club, where they actually used to conducting events. So the platform, the, the DNA for having an event is definitely there. And that's, of course, already creating a good platform also for, for you can say, using the cost in a very, very efficient manner because people know what they're doing. So I, I don't see any major issues concerning that in, in our Olympic events uh, in, in Hiroshima. And you would be on track to have the first test event next year? Yes, for sure. Yeah, But we, we don't have it uh, in, in, uh, in next year. We'll have the first test event for sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, so far, Paris, Paris sailing is not included in the Tokyo program. It's included as a... We, we are asking to get it included as a test event, like with kite... You mean kite... No, para, yeah. parasailing. No, that's not, that's not in, of course. So how do you get into the Paralympic, back into the Paralympics? We have a very, very clear game plan. Uh, World Sailing has been working uh, a, a quite 
the last since we went out, you can say we got a really a wake up call, and World Sailing has been working very dedicated to get back in. And uh, we have just outlined the program for IPC in order to for them to know that that uh, how we are doing it. And we are having uh, uh, the Para Worlds this year in Kiel in Germany, and we are actually expecting to fulfill the the, the the numbers of countries which which we need to get back into the Paralympics already then. But we have a very, uh, you can say, solid plan on how to develop parasailing. And I think the biggest difference right now is that for us, parasailing is not a separate discipline. It's a, it's a part of world sailing. And that's how we treat it and that's how we, we use it. And having now, uh, you know, now we have to, to get back in. We, we have to use all the resources in World Sailing and all the MAs they have to be behind this getting back into to parasailing. So I'm sure we will get back in and parasailing will be stronger than ever before and have a stronger link to the MAs, which is part of World Sailing. 2018 will not only be the first test event in sailing for the Tokyo Olympics, but I think shortly after that, in late August, we there will be the World Championships here in Aarhus. Yes. Uh, a home hometown event for you. You must be very happy to have this event in Denmark. Yes. What are you expecting next year from the championships? Uh, the the World Sailing Championships is a major event. So this is where we have all the ten Olympic classes uh, fighting it out for their World Championships, and uh, we are having more than one thousand six hundred sailors uh, trying to achieve their best. So it's, it's a very, very special event. It's four times an Olympic event for, for sailing. So we are, of course, looking really forward to taking on the challenge. And I know that Aarhus has been producing some magnificent events uh, historically. So I don't see why not they, they should also be able to deliver a superb event for all the Olympic classes next year. So we are, of course, very excited about that. And then today in the ASWAF meeting, you heard from Paris. You heard from Los Angeles. Do you have any feelings about the sailing competition that's being proposed for either one of those cities? <laughs> um, Marseille is a great sailing town, but it's far away from Paris. Great sailing off of the uh, Pacific Coast there in California. What do you like? Yeah, you can say we we know that both of these places they are they are there's a strong strong sailing community, so they will be able to deliver a magnificent event. So if it gets one or the other, we know that sailing is definitely taken care of. So that that's uh, that's that that we feel very comfortable that uh, we will have some super events in 2024. Kim Anderson, president of World Sailing, thank you very much for joining us today on Around the Rings Radio. Thank you for being here. Thank you. And thank you for joining us in this edition of ATR Radio from Sport Accord 2017 in Aarhus, Denmark. I'm Ed Hula. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. <laughs>